Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week. This week, I want to talk to you about getting on retainer with a client. Now, one of the downsides of freelancing is the uncertainty when it comes to money, when it comes to income flow. Uh, The way that the freelance copywriting business typically works is that you're stringing together a series of paid projects. So you might have one client that gives you a website that he wants to have rewritten. Then you have maybe a white paper coming up with another client. And you might have some steady work with a third client uh, doing uh, her social media work and, and some other content writing and copywriting. And you're stringing together these series of projects in the hopes that you're going to create a, a somewhat steady cash flow. But let's face it, often there's gaps. Sometimes you have a lot of work one week, and then the next week things are a little bit light and you start getting nervous about income and wondering if the business is going to come in. And then the next week things get busier again. And that's just the nature of freelance work. Now, And there are certainly techniques and ways to create a steady flow of income Uh, working in this manner. Uh, I've done it. Many other freelancers have done it. But like I said, the nature of it is that there is an uncertainty. I'm sure you've done what many other freelancers have done. What I've done is play the numbers game. You know, you uh, take a look at the projects you have on the go and you figure out how much you're going to be able to invoice for those. And then you take a look over the next few weeks and see what business may be coming in. And then you have one hopeful prospect that you're talking to that has a big project and you're hoping that'll come in next month and you're adding up the numbers and wondering how much income, how much money you're going to have coming in over the next month or two. I do that all the time. (laughs) So, uh, uh, and most other freelancers do uh, because there is an uncertainty when it comes to income. Like I said, it's just the nature of freelancing. But one interesting method of reducing this financial uncertainty is to get a client to put you on retainer. And that's what I want to talk about in this week's podcast, is getting a client to put you on retainer. Uh, Let me give you an example. Many, many years ago, uh, one of my biggest clients was UPS. And I was doing a lot of work for UPS. I was doing a lot of content work, a lot of copywriting work, a lot of direct mail and ads and case studies and and brochures, a whole range of marketing communications. I was doing thousands of dollars in business with them every single month. They were a steady client and everything was fine. But obviously, you know, some months with them were busier than others. And then one day, the marketing director contacted me and she said, Steve, I want to pitch an idea to you. I want to pitch the idea of putting you on retainer with UPS. And she gave me the reasons why she wanted to do this. She said, you know, we're using your services so often that every time we need something written, we have to contact you, we have to get a quotation from you, 
then we have to get that quotation approved and a purchase order issued and then sent back to you. And it's just an arduous process and very bureaucratic. And we want to make it very easy. We want to be able to pick up the phone and just talk to you about a project and get you going on it right away. And if we put you on a monthly retainer, for a fixed amount, then we, we could eliminate those purchase orders and the, and the, the bureaucratic process of, of, of hiring uh, a vendor. And, you know, you could just go ahead and, and do the project. It's so much easier for us. Would you be interested in doing that? And to make a long story short, we went back and forth and worked out how we were going to do this and how it was going to work and what the monthly amount would be. And I ended up on retainer with UPS. I think the initial amount was $3,000 a month. And I was on retainer with them for many, many years. And I can tell you, that's a very comfortable position to be in when you're a freelance copywriter, is having that guaranteed monthly amount coming in every single month. It just makes you sleep better, (laughs) frankly. So how do you get on referral with a client? How do you negotiate what that monthly amount is going to be each month? Uh, how do you arrange it so that you're not doing more work than you had anticipated? Um, how do you make a retainer agreement work for you? Well, first, let me uh, define what a retainer agreement is, just for those of you who may not be familiar with it. A retainer agreement is simply a fixed fee that the client is paying you each month for a anticipated volume of work. So you anticipate how much work you're going to do with a client from a month-to-month standpoint, and you're charging them a fixed fee for that work every single month. So you may charge a client uh, a $2,000 retainer each month, and although the work may may go up and down and fluctuate, you may get more work from the client one month, less work the next month, but overall it works out to about $2,000 a month in work. So you're, char- you're billing the client that fixed retainer every single month. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of advantages for the client, a lot of advantages for you with that kind of arrangement. So how do you get these retainer agreements? Well, first of all, it's very important to know who a good candidate is for a retainer agreement. Not every client you work with uh, will be a good fit to be on retainer with. For example, if you have a client who, you know, hired you in the spring to update their website and then maybe in the fall they need a few email campaigns written and that's it, then it doesn't make sense for you to be on retainer with them. They just don't have enough work for that to even make sense. So who is a good candidate for a retainer agreement? Well, I think there are three criteria. Criteria number one is that the client has an ongoing need for copywriting and content writing. They just, they're, they're under constant pressure to produce marketing materials, marketing communications, sales communications, and they need a lot of this stuff written. For, let me give you an example. Let's say a mid-sized sales training company that you know, has several sales trainers in the field. They're constantly developing new programs, so they need white papers and ebooks, and they have blog that they uh, that they update on a weekly basis, and they're very active in social media, and they have a bi-weekly e-newsletter, 
and they're sending out emails and sales letters, and they're creating brochures and one sheets for their programs. In other words, they're, they're doing a lot of marketing every single month, and that a lot of that marketing stuff needs to be written by a professional. So that is a profile of a typical company that may be uh, conducive to, to, to you approaching them for a retainer because you know they have this ongoing need for copywriting help month after month after month. So that's criteria number one, an ongoing need for copywriting and content. Number two, criteria number two, is that you're dealing with the decision maker. So you have a client where you're dealing with the decision maker, the business owner, the senior marketing director, someone who can actually make a decision. Because a lot of companies really aren't used to putting a copywriter on retainer. So you need to be dealing with a decision maker, someone who can say, yes, that's a good idea. Let's do that. (laughs) If you're dealing with, uh, for example, a large corporation and you're dealing with a marketing coordinator, someone who is at a mid-level in the marketing department, who is simply coordinating with the vendors, with the designers, with the writers, people like you. And, you know, in order for them to get a big decision, uh, like putting you on retainer, to get that kind of thing approved, they would have to create an internal proposal. They'd have to talk to their boss. They'd have to get it approved upstairs. It's just too cumbersome. It will never happen. So a good candidate for a retainer is when you are dealing with a decision maker, someone on the other end of the phone or on the other end of that email who's able to say and has the authority to say, yes, that makes sense. Great idea, Steve. Let's do it. Okay, that's criteria number two. And criteria number three, and this is very, very important, is that you have a good relationship with the client. Getting on retainer with a client is not a good idea if it's a first-time client and you know nothing about them. Okay, you you know, the best candidates for a retainer are those clients that you've done some business with already. They already like your work. You have a trust relationship with them. You have a good relationship with them. So you can have that candid conversation with them about uh, getting on retainer because a lot of being on retainer a lot of it is about trust because you are uh, negotiating a fixed rate for a certain volume of work and you need to be able to have the kind of relationship with the client where if the retainer isn't working out or the retainer needs to be uh, adjusted then you need to have confidence that you can have a conversation with the client in order to make those changes later on. Okay, so you need to have that trust relationship with the client. So those are the three criteria. Number one, ongoing need for copywriting and content writing work. Number two, you're dealing with a decision maker, business owner or senior marketing director. And three, you already have a good relationship with that client. Now, how do you uh, talk to clients about retainers? Well, one of the best methods I know is to actually have a retainer program or a retainer methodology. Actually have something in writing that describes how your retainer program works. You don't have to publish it on your website. But what you need to do is when you're talking about a talking to a client about a retainer, you need to be able to say, "Yes, I do have a retainer program." that I, I, I work with with some clients. 
here's how my retainer program works. One, two, three, four, five. You need to have a retainer methodology or process. Okay, this can't be something you put together ad hoc. You, know, you want to be able to have uh, a program that you, uh, that you can talk about intelligently with a client and that you ha- already have it mapped out. Um, the reason why this is important is that it puts you in control. Uh, it puts you in control of, of how the retainer works with clients. Uh, you don't want the client dictating to you how the retainer program works. That puts you at a disadvantage. You want to have a methodology or a program already in place. And also, it makes it much easier to talk to a client about retainers. Because if you mention, let's say you're having a conversation on the phone with a client, and you mention, hey, you know, it might be a good idea if, if you put me on retainer. It looks like we're having a lot of steady work here, and there's a lot of advantages to you to being put on retainer. And the client might say, okay, how would that work, Steve? Well, you need to be able to answer that. You can't, you can't answer that with, oh, um, well, we'd have to talk about that. No, you need to be able to confidently say, here's how my retainer program works. So that begs the question, how would, how would your uh, retainer program work? How would you answer that question? Well, let me uh, answer that question by telling you how I answer that question. If a client brings up the topic of retainer to me or... If I, um, if I pitch the idea to a client, here's how, here's how I answer that question. I say, Mr. Client, here's how my retainer program works. Step one, we have a discussion about the copywriting help that you're going to need over the next three to six months, the type of projects you anticipate needing written, the level of work that is required. We have a conversation about that. That's step one. We usually do that over the phone. Step two, I determine a monthly fee that covers that anticipated work. That monthly fee will be a flat fee charged each month. Step three, then I apply a discount because that's one of the advantages of having me on retainer with you is that you get a discount for the copywriting. You you not only save time and trouble, because you don't have to get quotes and, and ongoing invoices and a lot of back and forth, but you also uh, pay less because you have me on retainer. Th- uh, number four, once we agree on a, on a retainer, I, 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 I submit an invoice once a, once a month for that fixed amount, even if the workload goes up or down each month. You pay one simple fixed price invoice every single month. And finally, every three months, I send you a report uh, via a Excel file of the work that has been completed. And if there are any adjustments that need to be made, perhaps I'm doing less work than, than you had anticipated, or I'm doing more work than we had anticipated, then we'll have a discussion about that at that time and make any adjustments to the retainer that we both feel is necessary. So that's my retainer agreement, and that's pretty much what I say to a client. Sometimes I remind the client of the benefits to him of having me on retainer, the time savings, because they don't have to get quotes and be constantly invoiced for every single project. Um, You know, the 
the the the money savings the uh, because I'm I'm giving them a bit of a discount because they have me on retainer and also the fact that they you know they have me available that uh, they they guarantee that I'm going to be available for their projects month in and month out that uh, when I'm on retainer um, then I I can't just turn down a project <laughs> obviously um, so I remind them of those benefits but I usually don't sell the retainer agreement too hard. Uh, and the reason is that I want the client to want me on retainer. I don't want to have to sell them on the idea and try to convince them. I want them to be, in a sense, already pre-sold. So if I float the idea of a retainer and the client says, yes, that's, that's a good idea. We should talk about that. How would that work? Then I'll go ahead and explain how the retainer works and I'll pursue it. But if the client says, um, well, I don't know, I, I can't see, you know, I, what are the benefits to that, Steve? I, I don't know if that would be a good idea. Might be. Maybe I'll talk to my partner about it. You know, if I get that kind of wishy-washy response, I usually don't don't pursue it at all because I want the client to want me on retainer. That's the only way it really works well. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, discount. You know, you are if you put someone on retainer, they they feel like they should get a bit of a discount, and they should. What kind of discount do I give them? Well, it's usually in the neighborhood of about 10%. That's the way I think. So when I'm computing the retainer amount, when I'm thinking about and working out the type of projects that a client will need from month to month and how much I would normally bill for those projects, I usually adjust it about 10%. That's the discount. I don't tell the client it's 10%. I simply tell the client it's a discount. I never give them a number, but uh, in my mind, it's usually about 10%. Now, a question I get from freelancers uh, regarding retainers is, hey, Steve, you know, if, I, if I'm on a $2,000 a month retainer with a client, what if they start hitting me with more work than I anticipated? What if they take advantage of the retainer and that fixed fee every month and, and I'm doing twice as much work as I thought I would do and I'm getting screwed? What do I do? Well, that's the reason why you have that three-month escape clause that I have in my uh, retainer agreements. I say that every three months, I'm going to submit a report of work completed. And if there are any adjustments that needed to be made to the, to the retainer, then I'm going to talk about that with the client. Okay, so every three months, uh, my client and I will have a discussion about the retainer agreement uh, and make any adjustments to the retainer level as necessary. So you have that three-month escape clause, and I would recommend you put that into your retainer agreement. Simply tell the client every three months, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the retainer again to see if the retainer makes sense and make any adjustments. So you're only, you know, if, if you end up being taken advantage of, it's only for three months. And keep in mind my three criteria for, a, uh, for, for choosing a client for a retainer agreement the number three criteria is trust, that you already have a good relationship with that client. So you have a trusting relationship with that client. So you're only approaching clients that you already trust and that you know are probably not going to take advantage of you. So that is retainer agreements and getting clients on retainer. Uh, I can report to you that uh, it, it's a great way to build a solid foundation for your B2B copywriting business. If you have one or two or three retainer agreements, you have that steady income coming in each month, uh, it certainly makes you feel better. 
it makes you feel more secure and it gives you that steady month to month cash flow that is frankly really nice to have. And one of the um, key benefits, I believe, of having a client on retainer is that it deepens your relationship with that client. Is that you're, in a sense, you're no longer a freelancer doing some project work with that client. You become a member of their team. You become a valued member of their team. They're not going to be looking at other writers, that's for sure. You are on their team. You're a partner. And that's a nice feeling. In fact, uh, clients that I've had on retainer and continue to have on retainer are some of my longer-term clients, clients that uh, I've been working with for years and years and years. So consider getting clients on retainer. There are a lot of great advantages for you. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found the information helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any questions or comments or topic suggestions, contact me. My email address is steve at steveslonwhite.com. I'd be delighted to hear from you. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.